Welcome to Plum is Home with the River. Happy New Year! Welcome to Roma's home. We are in the roaring 20s of the new millennium. Ooh, exciting. I wonder if it'll come back. Probably not. The frilly dress and the headbands and everything. Charleston. I'm, just, I'm thinking of Downton Abbey. Wouldn't it be something? Yeah. No. But uh, 2020, geez, that's a, that's a nice number. There we go. 2020 vision. Yeah, it was the day we were at uh, this uh, New Year's party, and I think that's, you know, the are any optometrist jokes to 2020. Yes. <laughs> Seems like a lame dad thing to say, but no, that, that didn't happen at New Year's, so it's all good. So let's recap. I mean, 2020 is roaring in, and maybe well, let's talk a little bit about New Year's, because uh, we went to a New Year's party. That was overall very good. So we were invited and we were really hesitant because it started at 10 p.m. And I mean, we have kids. <laughs> started at 10 p.m. Uh, our initial goal, like a, we might have mentioned a few podcasts and we mentioned this maybe frequently, like we, we don't want to say no to things if there's no, uh, primarily if it's like, do we, we don't want to do things because of the kids, like, oh, they're going to be fussy and stuff. So we're like, enough. We're just gonna go say yes to things and deal with it, and so far everything's been fine. You yep. know, it's it's it's. But this one was oh, okay, ten o'clock. All right. All and right. kids were invited, kind of, but we said, oh, if we could find a babysitter, that would be pretty ideal. And yeah, you, I tried finding one, and it's on New Year's Eve. Yeah, it wasn't very easy on such short notice. So no, we were hesitant and. But we said yes. I mean, we'll, we'll try. And it was only eight minute walk from here. So we said, Beauty. worst case, we can just leave. We need to go nuts, just leave, right? Yeah. No, that's it. And and of course, on that day too. So we we said, yes, we're rearing to go, all this, you know, great. And that day, both Monica and Teresa had these just runny noses. So it's like, oh. Runny nose, runny eyes. It's like Monica looked like she was like all sickly and everything. It's like, well, we probably can't go because she's sick. But then we decided, you know what? Let's wait till after her nap, and weirdly enough, it like it did sort of vanish. So she she was she was cured. My theory is that it doesn't make sense that it's a cold. And that day, I noticed some mold growing in the room, and I scrubbed it right away. And then their symptoms went away. So I think they were just reacting to the mold. It could be, and we don't even have that much. But you can just that little these little specks here and there. Yeah, we just have to keep on it. So we went and. So we had to we had to stretch the girls until we left, which was around like nine forty five, and I was so worried that they would be going crazy. And then you know how kids are when they're tired, but no, they were really really nice and stable, so it was great. Yeah, Teresa, she was so timid at first; she didn't want to enter the house, so we had to coerce her to go in. It felt like five ten minutes. She was out there trying to con- convince her to go. It wasn't nah, that long. It wasn't that long. And Monica, friendly as ever, just running around. This person, very nice person that invited us over, beautiful place near the sea. Um, had like, uh, you know, they had older kids, you could tell, because there were there were candles, just like exposed candles, just like on the ground near the fireplace. Like, this is a death trap for a child. So, but Monica was, she wasn't too annoying. I think she, she was she was at a good age because like maybe two months ago, she'd be very annoying. Yeah. 
But no, she was. She ran to it, kind of looked at it. She was trying to blow them. She was trying to blow them out. Yeah. So that's cute, actually. Yeah, that was pretty cute. And Teresa fell asleep uh, after an hour. She just went onto the couch and she, she just grabbed a pillow. And I, uh, we brought a blanket because we we're thinking um, uh, it was a cold walk, and we were like, "Well, we could use the blanket." She fell asleep. She fell asleep on the couch. Yeah. Oh, she was so cute. Yeah. She just she just sat there and. And then she just fell asleep by herself. She was she did really good. Monica need to be coursed a little bit more. I wore her in my carrier, and I was walking around, and she was crying a lot until eventually Joe came and forced her thumb into her mouth because she sucks her thumb, and that, that did it. <laughs> the old faithful. The she old, fell asleep right away. The old thumb trick. You know that was honestly, and at, at that point, it's you know you. I think both of our temperaments. We don't. Uh, maybe me more so. It's just the yeah, the especially with kids. I found it's the idea that they're going to be annoying and fussy. It's something I'd rather not deal with. Maybe you're a little bit like that too in some ways as well. Maybe not as much, but I, I felt good being like our kids were pretty solid. Like I yes. felt like we, you know, people kind of saw that too. They see like, oh, kids aren't the worst. Like. Yeah, our girls are like, they're at their prime sort of annoying age where they're like, want to look around and touch. Like, you think it's going to be chaotic, but we've just been saying yes to things and taking the girls to things. And a few times it's annoying, but they get through and it seems like every time it is slightly getting better. Yeah. And I think it looks good. Like, I think, I think kudos to us. I'm not patting ourselves on the back, but it's also like, even the most annoying, like Teresa, not annoying, keep on saying annoying. She's not annoying. She's just very sensitive. Even the most sensitive kid like Teresa, uh, uh, she, she yeah, she's a little shy for she gets over it. She sleeps on a random stranger's bed uh, couch. It's like, there you go. Yeah. And then Monica, she's friendly, but then she's a little bit harder to put to sleep. So they all have their strengths and we just have to work with it. And That's it. So don't worry about kids. You'll get through it. Let's talk about the party quick. Yeah. How was that? What'd you think? It was great. Uh, we chatted a little bit, mingled, and then when... Uh, a few minutes before midnight, we went on the the oh, guy's the roof. rooftop. Beautiful, I loved it. it was terrace, and it wasn't that high, but you could kind of see the coast up until Fiumicino yes. at the airport. Yeah. And um, a few seconds before midnight, fireworks started uh, to what, what do you say? Blow? Go, go, go off? Yeah, yeah, go off. And there was some on the hill behind us, a few along the coast, and uh, you could hear it everywhere. It was so great. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was, and it was, the night was okay. It was a little chilly, but not bad. I mean, it was, you know, a nice warm jacket. You'd be okay. Yeah. We had Prosecco on the rooftop and everything. And food-wise, it was good. We had, it was uh, sort of a buffet style. What did you make? I made a French onion dip from scratch with naan and... I think people liked it. Honestly, I, I saw a lot of people going back to that dip. And just so you know, you the the guy who invited us over, he's a chef here in Santa Marinella, and he ate my dip. And oh yeah, everyone he didn't was, complain, and he was, went back. Everyone was going back for that dip. It was great. Cold cuts. Uh, there was a nice German pasta salad, which yeah. was very tasty. Mm-hmm. Some some sweets. Uh, mortadella. <laughs> mortadella, like Teresa said, as our girls call it, but. Honestly, it was just good fun. Jesus, we, we're, yeah. we're just glad we we made it out. So really glad, like it was really worth it. Yeah. So it's you got to just go through that. Expect the worst. And in this case, yeah, we like we were just eight minutes away. It's like girls go nuts. We leave. Mm-hmm. Simple. Yeah. But they didn't, and we had fun. So we were glad we did that. That was great. But then shortly after, and maybe even like two days after. No, the day after. The day after. Yes, so. I started feeling sick. I had a, a UTI urinary tract infection and I was hoping and praying that it would go away because I don't have a doctor here in Santa Marinella and 
I only have private insurance, so I would have to go to Rome to see our really great, amazing German doctor. But he as you was would, as far. you would later find, because you, you you this was that would be your first time visiting my him, first but. time visiting him. When when you visited him the first time, I thought he looked a bit cold and a bit scary. What what my peeps? Yeah, exactly your peeps. <laughs> you were really happy with him. I was a bit scared. Just but. right to the point. That's what I like. The first couple of days, I drank so much water, hoping that it would just flush it out, but it didn't. It became really bad. And on Friday, I just couldn't hold it anymore. So I went to see the doctor. He could take me in short notice. And now I'm feeling much better after Ooh. medication. Yeah, you got you got you got to take a train ride by yourself. You got that to was walk great. To, got to take you know walk near the St. Peter's Basilica. Within I'm not view. I'm not bad. like Joe. Joe gets to go to Rome every single day. I get to go to Rome once a month, which is pretty great. Who can say that? Oh, I only get to go to Rome once a month. I only go once a life. But it was my first time alone, and I, our, our doctor is five minutes walk away from San Pietro Station, St. Peter's. And as I stepped out of the station, I could see the basilica right there. And I walked to the doctor. I was getting closer and closer to it. And it's just magnificent. I mean, I'm sure you get used to it, but it was my first time, and I was just in awe. It's so crazy, so crazy that we're in Rome. That's our, and this is equivalent. It was about a 40 minute train ride in for you. So that's probably the same distance from Il Perot to Montreal, probably. I used to do that commute to go to probably, university probably like every minutes, single right? day. It's, yeah. just, it's just a totally, in one case, you're going to Montreal, beautiful city. In another case, you're going to, Rome. you know, footsteps of St. Peter's Basilica. The eternal city. There you go. So that was. That was pretty good. So, I mean, it was a bad situation, but ended up being a nice little trip by myself. I how, really enjoy that. How are you feeling though now after two days? I'm feeling better. I feel like it took a while for the medicine to actually work, yeah. but right now I'm back to normal. So, ugh, thank God for medicine. I don't like to take medicine all the time. I will suffer through a headache. Yes. But but this time, uh, it was really good that I listened to my instincts and went to see the doctor. And this doctor is quick heads up. This doctor is cool. Like, he can do a lot of the testing on site. Like, he's got all the the right equipment. So, he was able to test your urine, basically, right then and there and yeah, give you the result. Yeah, it took two minutes. Yes. I mean, this is awesome. This is what you want when you... This is, the, again, pros for private, like, health, like this health insurance. like Private you, Catholic doctors. I mean, I had the same experience in Houston. Private Catholic doctor. I some, mean, everything in Houston is it's, private. It, but. It's like they care. I don't know what it is. It's amazing. He took an hour with me. An hour for, oh, yeah. for a UTI. Yeah, he talks to you. And, and he chatted to me about languages, how to handle multiple languages with the kids. And he chatted about French speaking in Quebec. It was great. I, and I thought that he was scary and cold, but he turned out to be very nice and gentle with me. Of course. Maybe he saw that I was a See, someone, weaker person. Someone like me understands that. It's like, I know it's a decent person under there. You just Everyone's always afraid of that person for some reason. But yeah, we're the nicest, I think. Ah, I was re- I was really glad with the service I got. Kudos to that. If, if you're ever in Rome and you need to see a doctor, just call us up and we'll give, her, give, give you, you his name. Give you the deets. So, Teresa's status for school, vaccination record. I have to give a huge kudos to a friend back home in Tilsonburg. Um, I lost the vaccination records, as I mentioned earlier, and I contacted her, say, could you maybe go to the clinic and get them for me and scan them? Because at the clinic, they don't have email. I mean, they don't have email. 21st right. century. Hello. Feels like Rome in that little town. Feels like Rome. There but um, that friend went and after a few hurdles, she managed, managed to get the vaccination rec- records to me. And the doctor looked it over and said, Teresa might be missing a few. So I'll have to go to the vaccination office this week. And then hopefully by then I'll have almost everything to enroll her to school and 
and hopefully this hopefully this week too maybe next week you'll you'll start your resident uh, papers for you and the girls i'll hand it in and then we'll be somewhat legal at that point which would be great those are sort of the the two annoying hurdles this is just getting we're still getting uh, registered here folks takes time so it's so long it's it's really one step at a time and every step takes months on end (laughs) it's like oh my gosh for any north americans moving here where you expect things to be done smooth orderly blah 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 don't expect that here. It takes time, and but the weird part is no one seems to mind as long as you don't make a fuss. So right, they won't as, kick me out of the country. That's for sure. As long, unless you ask for it, then they will do it. But if you're <laughs> if you're not asking for it or making trouble, and but we're we're kind of joking. We're not like trying to cheat the system here. We are legitimately trying to get this done in a normal pace. It takes time, so everyone's aware of that. And what have you been doing, Joey? Studies, studies, studies. So last two weeks, yeah, wrapping it up actually. Um, I've been working on all my notes for all my classes, which was good. Um, I think for next semester, I'll change up my strategy a little bit because I I write all my notes by hand and then I, I basically did all the typing during these two weeks. It was a little bit intense. Uh, there are some pros and cons to my strategy because throughout the year, I spent a lot of time reading and, and I really enjoyed that being able to read and everything on the side. But what I think what I'll do is that I'll dedicate one day in the week, probably probably Saturday, Saturday makes the most sense, and just do my notes for the, each of the week so that on the on my next break at Easter, it'll just be more reading and less intense typing. I'm actually pretty happy with how, how much I got done because so, I worked I worked in this house and I just had headphones on. I was able to get into the zone. I've, yeah. I'm really happy with that. Sometimes I can just get hyper-focused and I was really good. So I typed out all my notes as best that I could. In the next few weeks, yeah, my exams are coming up, end of the month. So I'll be spending probably quite a few days staying long, working in the libraries. I have a one paper to write. and I'll probably post that on Patreon just for folks who want to take a peek at it. And yeah, I'll just be polishing my notes, filling it up, doing some extra reading. Honestly, I love everything though. I'm really just really enjoying the material. Some courses again, and maybe I'll give an update after the semester is done about, you know, course quality and all that stuff. Anyways, I love this stuff. So everything's going really well. Let's hope the exams go well. Um, should be, I'll keep you guys posted how it goes. I mean, everybody says that you'll pass. It's not a matter of you'll pass or not, but it is, it's a matter of... I just need to get through it once. Like, it's, yeah. I have no idea what to expect. It's everyone, everyone's saying you pass, but everyone's a genius but me, so... You never know, right? I doubt that, but it's true. You never know. You're too kind. You're too kind on air. You never say this. That's not true. <laughs> I say that all the no, time. No, no, no. Sorry. Don't I, believe him, people. No, no. That's the opposite. You say the opposite on, like, anyways. <laughs> what are you trying to say? You're a great wife. I love you. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> okay. I think, I think we're a good team. We're a good team. No, today was a good team kind of day. So let's just mention the box. Oh! Don't forget the box. That's so exciting. That's the most exciting yeah, part of you, it all. We, we wrote this little list here because we always forget key details. Yes, the, the box. box the Go, box. share the box. It's an app and it's affiliated with restaurants and grocery stores and bakeries. And of course, in our little town, it's very limited. But there is a grocery store just half a kilometer away. And every day they sell those magic boxes. It's stuff that's about to expire and we don't know what's going to be in our box. It's usually a 12 to 15 year old value when we get it for four euros yes. and we tried it twice and it's amazing stellar so it is a bit of a wild card um you don't know exactly what you're getting so two of the boxes it was a mystery but the first box there was like three 
solid meat items. So like ground, when I say that ground beef, uh, there was some another beef item and some sausage. Yep. We got two cold cuts, uh, salami and prosciutto crotto. Cotto, yeah. Cotto. So cooked. Cooked prosciutto. Cooked ham. And we got like yogurt and some cottage cheese. But that was Cottage in- cheese, yeah, that was exciting. And cream cheese. Cream cheese. There we go. And it's like, it's, so the challenge here is that it does change your meal plan a little bit, but that's kind of exciting because you, with the cottage cheese, you made what? I made a quiche. You made a delicious quiche. But I would have never thought of making a quiche before. But the cottage cheese just inspired me and I made, it was a really good quiche. I was really happy with it. Excellent cottage cheese. And I made a, a cheesecake with the cream cheese that was there. And the meat, we just freeze. Bada bing, bada boom. Yeah. And then we use it as it goes. So happy. Although this this the last second, the box, second one, yeah. the second one had a wild card. It did, yeah. It, it threw a curveball. Everything was good. A lot of meat. We got salami. We got a really nice cheese, but we had soy yogurt. Soy. We knew it was coming. We felt like soy yogurt. We had to get something. That the, this is the stuff that doesn't sell. But it's good because it forces us to really look at recipes. And we were thinking of making a banana bread. We've been talking about that for a while, and we just bought bananas. So I just threw the whole container of soy yogurt in it and then we just tasted it. It's really good. It does not taste like soy. And it makes for a very protein-packed breakfast. So honestly, like for folks that like you may, it sounds squeamish to do it the day before. Honestly, like if you've eaten like stuff like yogurt, cheeses, honestly, they're usually good past the expiration date for the most part. And you can look at it and see it's pretty obvious. Meats, if you freeze it, it's good. So really, I think for most people, I think the decision is how comfortable are you for that. Me and you are sort of used to that, and we've never had any issues. You know, it's it's a good value. It's a good cause too, right? This again, if these boxes aren't yes. sold, this gets chucked. Yes. So really, it makes you may have to change your meal plans a little bit, but I think it's a worthy thing to make sure food isn't wasted. It's called too good to go, and in Canada, there's somewhat of an equivalent version. It's called flash food. Check it out. It's really important not to waste food. Now listen to the mellow. Maybe it come from Italy, and I can sing like Farinelli. I think it's plain to see. Some people say that the great. The body. This is what, and I'm not talking about the physical body. <laughs> what a way to enter! <laughs> what a way to enter! I don't be. This is just real laughter. I didn't expect that. Like, whoa. <laughs> Theology of the body. <laughs> See, I just, I just, I left it as whatever, man. No, the body of Christ, of course. This is the second half. This isn't the first half. This is where we get, where we get deep, and we gotta come back to this theme, theme time and time again. It's extremely important to me. It's an extremely important for us. This idea that you know, this body of Christ building each other up. It's painful at times to see sort of the little conflicts. That you see just within society, you know, misunderstanding of people's positions and stuff. Most painfully, I think, is just uh, just time and time again seeing it within the church. People who have such amazing strengths in a variety of ways, not being able to work with each other because they are not able to see the need of the other members of the body. I, I swear to you, like if I could say something that's like one of the biggest frustrations, I think is this. And it's, uh, to be honest, the reason why I think we bring it up time and time again is because I don't think it's not said enough of, of how important that is. I, I really don't hear about it too much. And just I keep on bringing it up because I've gone through the pain of, of learning that myself. And I understand the sheer difficulty 
of trying to understand someone else's point of view that for the most part you don't understand or even maybe agree with initially. Although being able to see that, you know, that they do bring something good and useful to the to the table, I think once you're able to kind of make that leap, uh, I think it changes the world. And I think even for ourselves within our marriage, I think that's been huge. I think that's been a sort of a, an understanding for us, right? Like in terms of yeah. what strengths I bring, what strengths you bring, and how this is this is where I think once you kind of get this 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 click here, and I, it's probably more grace than anything. It's the 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 individual in this case, the couple. I think is it's you know it's not like this straight up one plus one equals two, and we're you know we're together we're kind of you know twice as good like i think it's like it's exponential dude like you become so much more aware so much more appreciated of other men and you you really tend to look at the world in such a different perspective like for me i instantly see you know when people are not aware of the the benefits of others and you can go onto youtube google anything about uh, pope, pope francis You'll get a slew of comments. Look at those videos. See the pattern, the comments. You'll you'll get a very clear you know perception. You see one side just unable to see anything good with Pope Francis whatsoever. And this is just an example um, because maybe he says some things that are off and stuff like that. But it's not the point here. The point is that you know it's there's a there's a there's a there's a particular pattern of well this is the way the church ought to be because this is the way I am and that's it. Game over. Boom. Uh, but it's not like that whatsoever. I think we're just kind of, in the end, we're kind of just bashing each other's heads here, trying to prove our point that we're better. It's like, guys, we're talking, we're trying to achieve the same thing, you know, and we're getting caught in these nuances, really, that are, for the most part, personality quirks. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. I mean, when I, in my old job, I had to learn, too, like, a lot of the stuff that, you know, the, the renewal stuff, yeah, it didn't jive with me, but that doesn't mean that it was wrong, there are the thing is the skill here is to be able to see that they do they do bring something good, but at the same time to be able then to reflect and analyze maybe there are things that are not particularly done well or emphasized really that exists. I'm not saying everyone's good, you know. Every member of the body, some of the members of the body are causing actually a bit of trouble in their own way. But you can't have this strategy or this mindset that right from the gate, uh, this person is someone I can't work with. This is someone that I can't trust. Uh, because they don't adhere to exactly the same worldview that I do. And I think you see it quite a bit, even with like politics and everything like that. Too. It's, 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 very, it's very polarized in that sense. It's unfortunate, but I think it's, it's one of those things where we're going to need to kind of work time and time on for. So it's um, going back to that, I think the, the thing I kind of want to touch base today on is this. If we are different members of the body and we have different roles and functions... I think it's very good to to emphasize and see that within each other and also within ourselves. It's a really kind of um, self-knowledge journey. Which self-knowledge is huge. Knowing what strengths you bring and also knowing what kind of where, where you're sort of lacking. In order that, you know, again, being a, a body here, you may surround yourself with people who can build you up in that way. Or at least in some way for yourself, be aware of that's a weak point and work on those things. I mean, it's very easy to sort of, you know, um, build up these things with good habits, but it's hard to sort of identify that you even have a problem to begin with. Mm-hmm. I think our initial stepping stone is that everyone else has a problem but me. But if you talk to any other individual, you'll find quickly that 
you know, you, you'll disagree on a few things. And the question is, okay, what's what's going on here? Is it my interpretation, this person, are we both wrong? Am I right? Who's right? You know, that's where we sort of need to really begin to sort of see and learn who we are and where we sort of fit in. But this this is huge for me in that, I again, it's, especially for maybe the, the stronger temperaments, I'm thinking maybe more of like the cholerics and who are sort of the the rarer types. I mean, the society for the most part is probably based on sort of Meyer-Briggs data, a combination of phlegmatics, uh, phlegmatic melancholics, phlegmatic sanguines. Just basically the people who are awesome, you know, they're, they're not going to make too much fuss. Oh, I'm awesome? <laughs> well, we, you know. Why, thank you. You know, the people who who just want to do a good job, you know, they're not here to, you know, to disturb or make trouble or anything like that. Just very amiable people and it's it's an absolutely necessary there's nothing wrong with that it's a great and important thing because else society wouldn't function actually if you look at the meyer briggs uh data in terms of sort of the breakdown of the population based on temperament the the, the top three uh they are the i guess the ones that i mentioned sort of the ones who are law-abiding love tradition good trustworthy workers uh and you know and they make up actually quite a huge portion of the population i'm almost thinking i'm going to say somewhere north of 30 percent it's a big number of people who represent that and then on the lower half you know the people who maybe represent under 10 percent these are your people who sort of are your your leaders they're your 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 deep philosopher thinkers and you're you're like your planners, your architects, your masterminds, sort of individuals. And these individuals tend to sort of push the boundaries a little bit. Mm-hmm. They don't like to conform to the norms of society. They don't like to conform to these things. Sounds like a destructive combination, like it's it, but um, a destructive quality. But it's not in a sense because you you need these types of individuals to push forward, to innovate, to lead. But you also need people who will follow you. Okay, and it's amazing when you look at the data for this. Like again, I believe this is God, God designed. That there is, there's, there tends to be far less of those leader type people and more people who will follow, and you know, follow through with with good leadership. So I mean, it just it really emphasizes this need how much we need each other in that sense. Some people are great followers; they will follow you, they will lead, they will they will go where you go. I don't even want to lead. They don't even want to lead. No, don't give me the lead. But for those who, who have maybe this more leadership role, it's this is not a joke, especially within the body. I'm talking about like, you know, um, you know, a bishop, priest, a father, any, uh, someone in with working in politics and, and any of these things. The leadership role that we can, you know, you do, this isn't a joke. This isn't something, you know, lightweight to consider. The impact that you have on others, they will follow you rightly or wrongly at times. Not that the person who's following is sort of naive and stuff like that, but that's just how they tend to to follow. They they will follow. That's what they do. They don't. They're not there to break the rules. So what you need, hopefully, on the one spectrum, is a good rule setter and another person who's a good rule follower. And you know, working together, hand in hand. And the, and there's no like the rule. The rule setter is this you know superiority complex and belittles the person. Although we do see that quite a bit. You know, abuse of power. But that's not the way it should be. Like this is sort of again a body working together in order to be able to 
um, each member building each other up to be this this full perfection of the body of Christ. And those, you know, just does the followers build up the leaders as much as the leaders build up the followers because the the followers force the leaders this this idea that they need to serve others. Okay? They need to serve others. And the followers need to realize that the leaders can actually help build them up to a point where maybe you know this 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 ability or this way of um this person that you know couldn't be achieved by their own. There's it's a it's a beautiful harmony when all these things work together. And it's unfortunate to kind of see us still kind of bashing our heads a little bit in that. And there's so many good, you know, Catholics out there with the right set of skills, but they cannot make this leap that, you know, this 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 gap. I don't know what it is. You know, this is such a a critical gap to 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 cross to see that I will benefit truly. Not don't just you know we all say oh we love each. I mean you truly believe that the other person who's different from you will actually benefit you and be good for you. Not only like, I'm not talking about benefit in terms of like financial, but like spiritually to help build you up. Maybe, you know, as St. James says, and kind of just wrap this up, you know, confess your sins to righteous people. You know, these there are people there who will be able to help you in a variety of ways to overcome your problems, your weaknesses, encourage you, build you up. You're at a disadvantage when you sort of live in this, like the my body is the only part. And that's, I'm going to, you know, cross that gap. We're called to be a body. We're never going to be able to win this without working like that. So let's wrap it up. We remind you to follow us on facebook on patreon and we want to wish you a very happy a very holy year 2020 thank you for listening to us god bless everyone have a great week yeah.